Hello, this is Mary from Casing the Cover, and as library rats, my co-host Jen and I happen across numerous crappy covers, atrocious authors, sad titles, and the occasional masterpiece. We spend an unhealthy amount of time decoding how cover designs can be humorously contrary to the story within, and how publishers lure unsuspecting readers. Should you judge a book by the cover? Join Mary and Jen on the case to find out. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Casing the Cover, the podcast where you don't have to have a face to be my man. <laughs> It's our Valentine's Day episode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is Jen. <laughs> oh my simplest joys in my life is taking you off guard with stupid shit. <laughs> so, it is a, is it book week? <laughs> it is and, a book week. And, and Jen read the book this week. I'm going to say, yes, red, we're going to put in quotation marks. Um, in honor of Valentine's Day, we thought it was Jen's turn to be subjected to romance novels. Oh, God. So can I preface this episode a little bit? Yes. Go okay. ahead. Please do. I don't read romance. I had a feeling. I don't read romance. I really, there are moments in my life where I'm like, I really should read a romance novel. Because <laughs> let's be real. What is romance? But literary porn. Mm-hmm. It's the romance genre, not the idea of romance. Or maybe both. To a degree. The genre. Yeah. Okay. The genre. We're gonna go to the genre. The genre. And, and except it, for those Amish ones, we're not gonna get into those. And I do know a lot of romance authors, so there's a deep-seated part of me that wants to enjoy the genre because I have a lot of friends, like like real people friends, mm-hmm. that write romance novels and I adore them and I think they're wonderful people and I think what they do is great I can't do it also <laughs> can can I talk a little bit about the one time that I tried to write a romance novel? please do oh my god yes <laughs> so many many moons ago uh I was in an all-women's writing group and we did the NaNoWriMo event mm-hmm. which we've talked about on the show before the uh, National Novel Writing Month and we said, okay, we're all going to throw our favorite genres in the hat, and we will all pick one, and that's the one we're all going to do. Mm-hmm. Well, we picked romance, so we we're all supposed to write a romance. And I don't write romance either. But I got hung up on this one phrase that's in a lot of romance novels, and that is heaving bosoms. That's just not a lot of modern romance novels. No, no. But again, this was... But those tiny, old-timey yeah. pirates and dukes, yeah. yeah. So... I took, and in my head, I went a very dark path with the oh, heaving God. bosoms and, like, like bosoms being thrown, like, lobbed off a body and thrown. The story stopped being fun. Okay. <laughs> it's fun for me. Um, so, yeah, let's just say that's one of those things. We talked about my New Year's resolutions and and my thing, this is this is one of those many manuscripts that's kicking around that I probably should finish someday. Do you want to know something really bad? <laughs> All I can picture in my head, because you didn't describe the actual book to me, is like a bunch of like gross dudes in like a ball pit throwing like those fake boobs that drag queens wear at each other. <laughs> that's even better than mine. Okay, you get to write that one. We're both going to take heaving bosoms oh, to a God, really no, weird place. No, okay, no. so taking things to a weird place. Go. Let's let's segue over to the book that <laughs> yeah. I read. What's the book you read, Jen? <clears throat> the title of this book is Ball Peen Hammer. 
And is this some construction worker romance? It's not. What? It has nothing what? to do with construction workers. What? I'm I'm mad. <laughs> we are we are one second into reading the title and she's mad at it already. It has nothing to do with construction worker. He's not a construction worker. Does he build cabinetry? He does not build is anything. Is he a woodworker? Mm, he works as wood. Um <laughs> Is he a carpenter? No. Is he is he Thor? No. Is He's his a last name Hammer? No. Is he MC Hammer? No. None of those things. Why? Okay, tell me about the cover, Jen. So the cover, it it simply says ball pee and hammer in bright blue blocky letters. But beneath that are the abs. Uh-huh. Just the abs. And he's wearing a necklace with a hammer on it. Um, little tiny hammer. It looks like Thor's hammer. It does, but it's very tiny. And he's got the world's worst photoshopped dollar bill tucked in the waistband of his jeans. And there's only one. And there's only one dollar. He's a bad stripper. He is a stripper. You figured You said out- stripper. You said stripper. Yeah. Yeah. He is. But you said that. Oh. You, I'm not guessing. You gave oh, it away. Oh, I, I didn't realize I had said that earlier. Because you were guessing all these but other things. But he's bad because he only has one dollar. He only has one dollar. Um, also, I would like to point out that on the bottom of this cover, it says USA Today and maybe New York Times best-selling author, Lauren Rowe, is the one that wrote this. What else has she written? Any idea? Um, I did not look up what else she had written. Anything anyone's heard of, I wonder? I, I could look it up, but I'm looking at images. But I couldn't finish this book. And it's not just because I don't read romance. We're two for two so far oh, this year. God. This book was just... Oh, my What's goodness. What's it about? Okay. So... From what you've read... <laughs> All right, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read the description. Yes, Keen Morgan. No, no, no. Gonna make Keen a thing. No. Okay. No, because then it's Keen for Peen. Yup. No. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. All right. Keen Morgan wouldn't return any of my calls or texts, and I was pissed as hell about it. I didn't want to drive from Seattle to L.A. with the guy any more than he wanted to drive with me. But I had no freaking choice in the matter. At least not if I wanted to use his brother Dax's converted parking spot, at, or I'm sorry, coveted parking spot at UCLA. Okay, so it turned out Keen was objectively gorgeous and fine. Pretty funny, too. But he but did he have to be so damned in love with himself? I mean, geez, the cocky way he flashed those dimples was just so orchestrated. And honestly, what kind of guy uses the phrase baby doll with a straight face? Oh, that's right, the kind of guy who's a male stripper. Yep, the cocky jerk turned out to be Seattle's answer to Magic Mike, a stripper known as Ball Peen Hammer, which meant Keen Morgan was emphatically not the kind of guy I'd ever fall for. Not at all. No freaking way. Well, until Keen convinced me to fall for him, that is, which I did. Hard. That's the back cover. Okay, number one, you shouldn't compare anything to Magic Mike because that movie is stupid and also disappointing. <laughs> Never um, saw it. Okay, tangent for Magic Mike. 
when I was, I don't know how old I was, but this movie had just come out, you young adults, my best friend and I were like, we should go see Magic Mike because it'll be like sexy. Half the movie was about how sad he was and then he built some furniture. <laughs> he had a hammer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Magic Mike did have a hammer. He actually built things. <laughs> and also he was a stripper and the rest of the movie was not as sexy as I wanted it to be. But that's a side note. Secondly, the whole... He's an asshole and I fall in love with him anyway, blah, 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 blah. Literally has not worked since Pride and Prejudice. Maybe like twice, but not not in this situation. So Or much ado about nothing. Also a good example. Okay, I did find a little something about our author. Um, so and then I'm gonna get back to why I didn't finish this book. Alright. So this is a 2017 about the author. Uh, USA Today and internationally best-selling author Lauren Rowe lives in San Diego, California, where, in addition to writing books, she performs with her dance-slash-party band at events all over Southern California. She writes songs, takes embarrassing snapshots of her ever-present Boston Terrier, Buster, spends time with her family, and narrates audiobooks. Much to Lauren's thrill, her books have been translated all over the world in multiple languages and hit multiple domestic and international bestseller lists. Okay, one. Lauren, I am incredibly disappointed in this book. If you are on the bestseller list, I have not read any of your other books, I have not seen any of your other books, but all the rules are broken in this book. There are multiple exclamation points in a row. Oh, ouch. There are caps locked sentences and paragraphs. There is so much text speak. And I realize oh, that it's ouch. supposed to be like done in such a way that you realize they're, they're speaking via text. And okay, maybe she's trying to get with the times. It's not done well. Yeah, their book does that a lot. Oh. Fifty Shades of Grey. Does it really? Crap. Okay. Maybe this is a thing. <laughs> From my I authority, I haven't read Fifty Shades of Grey. I'd like to clarify that. Please, this is my recorded <laughs> confirmation I have not read Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> All right. So, as far as I got in this book, and I really, I didn't even make it to the end. I, I know what's going to happen. Obviously, she says so right on the back. She falls for the guy. So, spoilers are all over the back of this book. Mm-hmm. You already know what's going to happen. And at some point, there'll be a misunderstanding, and then they'll think they don't love each other, and they get back together at the end. So, the misunderstanding's right from the get-go. Because he's good at sex. The premise for them getting together is the most contrived, weird premise I think I've ever come across. Um, She wants his brother's parking spot. And so his brother wants him, or wants her to give him a ride from LA or wherever they're at to Seattle. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, opposite. Scratch that, reverse it. Seattle to LA. Seattle to LA, because it's UCLA parking lot. Um, Her sister lives across the hall from this guy. They're friends with the sister of these two guys it's, it's just, I don't understand the incestuous level of weird going on with this. And, like, it's just, what? You know? And But apparently, she's supposed to contact him, and she keeps text messaging him, and he's such a prick 
he decides he's just going to delete her text messages and then he finally says well who the heck are you or no doesn't ask who she is just like blows her off in a weird oh he sends her a dick pic of course of the modern romance right so unsolicited dick pics oh my god i'm just like none of this makes any sense and she's so pissed off at him and yet Apparently, they still ride together and do this thing. It's like, no. Is this trashy millennial romance? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, I'm trying to figure out who's this aimed towards because, like, I don't think it's for the older romance market. It uh-huh. doesn't seem like I'm that. I'm too old for this book. Because the older romance market is very much your, your heaving bosoms and, like, you know, the cute romances and or kind of, like, the romances that are time periody, you know, your Galvadons and stuff like that. They're into that more so. Is this millennials? Is the millennial romance assholes who send you dick pics yeah. and think they own you? Why? Oh, yeah. Oh, all of this dude is just like. And then the Gen Z romance is apparently ter- pterodactyls. Yes. I don't. We'll, and shapeshifters. We'll probably go into that. <laughs> don't make me do that. Um, when we, okay, we did that. We covered that with with the badger one. Hot and badgered covered that. We don't Apparently have to go there again. Shifting dinosaur romance is a genre right now, and I'm so curious and so afraid. Please don't make me read that. Don't make you. Read Please it. let this be my penance for the whole year. Don't make me do this again. This oh, was so I'll make bad. Make you read another bad romance novel. Oh my gosh! Of course, you didn't finish this one, so I feel like you deserve a punishment, but. To be decided at a later date. Oh, God. Just, it, it was so bad. We still have to read the Noah's Ark book, so that's probably suffering enough. I will read the Noah's Ark book. I'll probably enjoy it. But truly, like, because I, I like irreverent sci-fi. I like weird stuff in fantasy. I, I mean, no country for old gnomes. Like, I hope to read something like that. Yes. This was so bad. And, and okay, how does somebody who is clearly a, a best-selling author get away with this stuff of, like, okay, if I were to publish a book... Because her market likes it. That's why. Yeah, but come on. If I were to publish a book that had all these weird grammatical screw-ups that were intentional, and if I were to publish something with caps lock on, man, it would get chucked in the bin so fast. How are you people getting away with this? I think that's the thing that pissed me off with it. Because she found an audience somewhere that liked it. Okay, I hate to rag on Stephanie Meyer constantly because, you know, she, she's not that bad. But, but she's sort it, of a target. If that's you like look at her trajectory, though, it was this not that great. Like, Twilight was not that well written. There's a lot of issues with it. If you look at it out of outside of your teenage eyes, which is what I read it with initially... You know, there are a lot of issues with it, but it hit that part of somebody that was like, this is what I want. I want, I'm, you know, a a teen who's unsure of herself and I want a guy to just be obsessed with me with no questions asked. Mm -hmm. And I want all this magical stuff to happen in my life. That's probably what happened here is she wrote books that spoke to people who didn't care that it was grammatically incorrect because it spoke to them in some way. And then she got famous enough to publish whatever the frack she wanted Including a book that looks like it's a weird romance genre that isn't, which is my biggest disappointment, is that it's not about a construction worker. No, he's he's a stripper. He's a stripper, and he does he thinks the world of himself, and immediately like I have no interest in this dude. So maybe I really am the wrong. What, what was this book published? Uh, twenty seventeen. Um, Magic Mike came out in twenty twelve. 
I'm wondering how much of this was influenced by that. Because Magic Mike was super popular. Didn't the second one come out too? Um, yeah, there's two of them. Hold on, what time? What year did Magic Mike 2 come out? Which, yeah. by the way, Magic Mike 2 had more actual stripping in it and less sad furniture making. That <laughs> came out in 2015. <laughs> there you go. So See, this is the and she went. We'll 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 make it seem like it's Magic Mike, so the stripper and maybe Hammer. He does furniture, but not really. Yeah. So okay, I, I'm I'm gonna. I have one more thing to rag about our our dear Lauren. Going back to what you said about the grammatical errors and stuff. Okay, grammatical errors in small published or newly published books, they happen. Mm-hmm. They happen and mistakes happen and things like that. But like this is just blatantly ignoring mm. things. I mean, you have like five, six exclamation points in a row. You've got caps lock on. You're using the number two to represent two. I I just, I get it. But I also, it just really irked me. And they they pull a lot of pop culture references. Like, they're not even shy about it. They're like, oh, I started singing this pop song. Or or, I played this song. And, And that's the other thing. It... This book is going to get dated so fast and the demographic becomes this incredibly narrow space because I didn't get most of the pop culture. So references. this that what you're telling me there tells me yeah, it's 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 a book definitely aimed at millennials because that kind of like let's just make a reference to something topical is basically how the Disney Channel has operated for the past 20 years. And Nickelodeon and kind of even now all these teen shows, it's very much that like Oh, really funny reference to that thing that isn't popular anymore. You know, oh my God, Snapchat fidget spinner, haha, laugh track. Only there's sex in it. Yeah. So it's aimed at that group of kids, probably my age, who grew up with that kind of stuff and then also want sex. So it is. It's this sounds like it was written for millions. Probably written by a millennial. Okay. Well, I feel really bad for millennials then because so do I. This is kind of garbage. Weep for my generation. I weep, weep for your generation because it. Whoever wrote this. Okay, if a millennial wrote this, shame on you. If somebody who is aiming at millennials but wrote isn't this, isn't a millennial, but isn't a millennial, that makes more sense. Shame on you because you are seriously like dumbing down an entire generation. But that it's makes not more nice. sense because that is that that kind of Disney Channel mentality where it's a bunch of adults who are trying to appeal to kids who they don't know, and they heard that fidget spinners were a thing a year ago, and are yeah. like, "That's relevant. That makes a ton of sense." If it's if it's some older author going, we should look up how old she is. Yeah, if it's an older author who's like, I want to appeal to this millennial generation. They like Magic Mike and Fifty Shades of Grey, right? I'll just make that and exclamation points and caps lock. What's her name? Uh, Lauren Rowe with an E. But like, that's just even worse because if I'm writing down to my audience as a writer, I don't know. That just that's just not cool. That's mm-hmm. not cool. Like, I tell people this all the time when you're writing to children. Don't talk down to them. Down or is it just trying to be relevant? Okay, but is it hello, talking, fellow kids. Is it talking young? <laughs> yeah, it's not talking down. It's talking young. It's not you're stupid. It's I'm one of you. Yeah, but by, by doing the caps lock thing and stuff, 
I really think that she's saying, I'm one of you and you are stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. I, I just can't play like that. I, I don't know how old she is. Yeah, well, okay, if her age isn't blatant, she's old. Because um, <laughs> I don't put my age on things either. All right. This is the, like the news we've ever been to an author. I'm so sorry. No, I'm not. Um, don't talk down to your audience. It's a way to piss me off. All right. But to wrap this up a little bit, too, um, Ever After Publishing Company is an imprint for... Indian hybrid romance authors. Um, They have the expertise of a traditional publisher and the dedication of a team that knows digital. They really are aimed more for ebooks and they started up in uh, 2015. So they're a relatively new imprint. And part of me wonders if Miss Rowe here is one of their people who started it because it pushes this whole thing of we launched with more than 100 titles from 12 authors, most of whom are New York Times and USA Today bestsellers. So give us your junk is really what this well, feels like. And you know, there is this thing, and I learned about this recently at staff training. Ooh. There is this thing where if there's a weird, especially in romance, if there's a weird genre and there aren't enough out there. I mean, this happens even with like teen fiction stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You get a really popular teen series. Look at look at Hunger Games. Yeah, Hunger Games explodes. Suddenly, publishers want every single thing that even slightly resembles that, even if it's trash, and they will put it out because they know it's popular. So even that, maybe there's a really good book in this genre, or maybe it's just Magic Mike that people really liked, and so. This publishing company went, we are young and new and we can get these ebooks published like crazy. Let's just flip out a bunch that match this kind of, of, of story and see who bites. Oh, God. You got to look at some of these covers they've got. Her author page, yeah, she ain't a millennial. No. No. No, man. No. Yeah, she's been around a while. She's trying um, to be hip with the kids. And, but, like, no, don't do that. Yeah, it's... Stop it. Yeah, I think she's Stop she's it. trying to catch this, like, yeah, young kids, they like things on Facebook. Bam, bam, big, bam, bam. Millennials, read my book. That's what this feels like to me. Well, okay, but you're ruining people. Yeah, well, the ones who read that, and some millennials read, you know, really weird, deep teenagers killing themselves stuff. So, you know, you get two kinds. <laughs> you get two kinds. End but- of the world, what do we do now kind of stuff. Oh, yes. And, you know, but at least they're not, I don't know. What a romantic episode this has been. It's so romantic. I am so sorry. For, I, and, you know, I don't really want to direct our, our anger and our frustration towards an author in particular because it's not totally fair. We don't know all of this stuff. Yeah, and we haven't but, read all her work. She could have written some really good books, and this could have been a, you're contractually obligated to give us another one. Yes, and then she, like, basically sat on the toilet and wrote this. Yeah. Because it's not good. And it's not funny. And it it wants it too bad. It It's taking itself way too seriously and not. It could also be that she's trying to fit a certain space. Because I'm sure this is not the only book written like this. I mean, even, like, when, when we did our um, episode for the holidays... And we saw those ones where it's, you know, the woman wearing the, the, the stockings. Like, think of Hallmark movies and how fast they're just shot out where there's this, like, there's this formula and there's the bad jokes and there's, like, it's just trash for trash's sake. And so it could be, too, that this is where she's been able to publish. This is where she's been able to write and have success. 
with very little effort. Yeah. And I can't I can't say that I blame the gal for that. <sighs> People are buying it, you might as well sell it. I am, however, highly disappointed that this man is not a carpenter. He's not a carpenter. That's my biggest disappointment in all of this. I didn't read the book, so <laughs> I'm just this is misleading. It is. This is like if you picked up one of those Scottish ones and he's in the kilt and you find out he's like Greek. <laughs> he's Greek. Or Italian. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know either. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh-huh. That one I'm going to apologize for. Because uh-huh. I still want to have friends. <laughs> he listens to this too, apparently. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, derailed. Might have to cut some of that out. Let's see. So, um, this is another weird romance we've read. Uh, we have yet to read any good ones. Yeah, you said you're not a romance person. I'm not a romance person. So maybe I would have given... But you liked Hot and Badgered. Hot and Badgered was good for its but weirdness. That's because Hot and Badgered was a weird sci-fi novel with sex in it. <laughs> but it was still good. Nothing to dislike. Um, and okay. that was my... Honestly, like, I'm a gal who spent five years watching Once Upon a Time. Hot and Badgered was my kind of trash. <laughs> It was it was romance and magic and that was my kind of trash. Okay, I'm gonna say that in my defense, I have finished romance novels. They were erotica. Like I knew what I was getting into from the get go, mm-hmm. and they were written by a friend. Well, okay, this brings me to my next question. Do you have? We did this with our one of our holiday episodes. Do you have a romance? or even erotica that you did enjoy and would recommend. Oh no. Doesn't have to be I'm a romance novel. Can can we put it on Or the... even a movie? I no, I don't What's have your favorite movie? love story, Jen? I don't know I have one. Wait. I don't no, no really. No. You make me sad. It's romance is not my really my genre. Mm-hmm. I'm living my own personal fairy tale. So I am the kind of girl who likes to read, you know, sci-fi and fantasy with romance elements to it. And I like me a good love story. My life is a love story and I'm living it and I don't have to read fairy tales. Man, just stop me. Just stop me. (laughs) You don't have to do that. Your husband doesn't listen to the podcast. (laughs) He listens. Neither is mine, so I can trash him. I'm just kidding. I'm um, not trashing mine. I actually do feel like are you, my do you, life is a do romance like, novel. Like a classic, or you know, I, are you a Jane Austen gal? Are you a weird Shakespeare romance gal? Not Romeo and Juliet. That one doesn't count because it's awful. Okay, um, I do own Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge is pretty good. But that's also sad. Like, that's not really romance. It I just like it from the romance. Music. It is to a romance. I know, but romance doesn't just have to be weird sex things. <laughs> it can have, it can just be love. Love stories. Love stories. Okay, I'll go. Um, so, I, as you know, I'm an Austin gal. There is, of course, Pride and Prejudice, which is a classic. And it's the original, we don't like each other, but we fall in love anyway story. It's the only one that really works. And that's only because weird, Edwardian social classes makes him an asshole it's not his fault and i will stand by that which is why modern versions of that story don't work um there's no reason to be an asshole anymore but i prefer persuasion if you're going to read an austin novel my favorite is persuasion it is about 
lost love because she falls in love and then her family disapproves of this guy and she has to give him up and then they find each other again. And it's very cute and I like it. It's my favorite. And also there's annoying in-laws in it. It's great. Um, as for movies, one of my favorite movies ever, and I'll recommend this to you too, Jen, since you don't watch movies, the film About Time. Oh, yeah. Have you seen About Time? I haven't watched it, but you did recommend it. It's a love story in many ways. It's a love story between a guy and, you know, the woman. They fall in love. They meet cute. They have a family, blah, blah, blah. But it's also a love story between a boy and his father and also between the guy and his friends and him and life in general. So that's a good love story. Okay. See, love stories don't have to just be about ball peen hammers, Jen. I don't, I didn't like the ball peen hammer love story. No. It wasn't good. It's not good. I didn't like it. Okay, so if you want me to be cute about a, a romancy kind of thing that I've read, my favorite fairy tale book is, um, it, it's called A Well-Timed Enchantment. That sounds like something I would read. And it's by Vivian Van Veld. And this is not romance. This is like a YA book. Okay. It, it, but it's adorable. And you're going to hate me for bringing oh, this up God. in about 30 seconds. So... It is kind of romancy because it's this teen girl who ends up going on a trip with her mom to France. And while she's there, she drops her Mickey Mouse watch down a well and it changes time. So she has to go back in time to, um, to fix this. Otherwise, the plague is bad. Um, more plague because Mickey Mouse watch and rats and anyway, th but it's romancy because she gets sent back in time with another character from the um, little French farmhouse that she's at, and it's a cat that the fairies turn into a real boy, so that while she's back, is this some weird version of the Nutcracker? No, no, because it sounds like the Nutcracker. No, there's a rat. The thing turns into a person. She falls in love with it. It the sounds like a cat turns into a person. Okay, the cat turns. And into his a name person. is Oliver, and it's this little black cat that follows her around at the. Are farm you sure house. it wasn't an orange cat singing Billy Joel songs? No. That joke went over your head. Yep. I'm very sad. Super. Okay, Jen. There's a movie called Oliver and Company, and it's, it's oh yeah it's, yeah it's, it's an oh, adaptation yeah. of Oliver Twist. No, but it's, it's a cat that. and he's orange and they all sing Billy Joel no. songs. No, okay, it's not that. A side done. A side done. Yes. No, and I so I don't know when I was when I was a child, a teen, and I read that book. I'm like, this is the kind of romancy thing that I like because it's the cat turns into a boy. <laughs> You know, there's probably a lot of that in, like, Japanese romance fiction. <clears throat> probably. Read some manga. There's, you know, robot boys. All kinds of weird stuff there. I just thought it was cute. So, basically, Jen, as a child, you were reading Shapeshifter Romance. <laughs> and we come full circle. That was well done. Thank you. Good job. I like how you did that. No, that was all planned and scripted. <laughs> That's what we're doing now is scripted. And that book is to blame for the pterodactyl love stories and all of this. All of it. But I don't know. I just... Tigers turning into boys. Except now they're sexy. Yeah, no. This wasn't... This, there was no sexy in this. It was sweet and yeah, darling. It's cute. And it was cute. And, and so that's... I like a cute love story. It's a cute love story about a girl and her cat. <laughs> I told you you'd hate me for bringing that up. 
<laughs> that's how all crazy cat ladies are born. <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> Especially since when I was a kid, my cat was a male black cat. No, no, I'm sorry. When I was a kid, I had, I had a female black cat. I didn't have a male black cat until I was older. So yeah, this is... Okay, I'm done. But to close today, after we've railed on this book so hard, we're going to talk about romance book covers. Right? This is the... About the headless book covers. Do you want to talk about that or you want to do a whole episode on that? Oh, we're going to do a whole episode on it. Yeah. But this one does have that. He's so headless. that'll be upcoming. We'll, we'll do a headless boy's book. I don't know why. I don't know why this is such a thing. But we will... It's a thing. Mm -hmm. They're all headless. They're just abs. Okay, let me talk. Let's maybe talk about this a little bit. <laughs> is it that thing where the guy has to have a face so you can put whatever kind of man you want on it? Is I, that the idea of it? Okay, you know what I think this is? Is the desperate housewives that are reading these books hold it up to their man mm -hmm. so they can see, instead of dad bod, they can see the abs. You know it's true. Maybe I don't understand. I don't understand the appeal of abs. I just don't. It doesn't. I don't. I don't get it. I think because that's the only part of the body they can put on there without being obscene. Yeah. Well, see, I'm I'm a face girl, so. Oh yeah. I like boys with pretty faces. Yeah, but then you can't hold it up to your guy and be like. Sure, you could. Sexy. Like, there's your body, babe, and there's some pretty boy's <laughs> face. Okay. Yeah. I I get that. I love you for your body. It's fine. Oh my gosh. We might we might talk about turn. that more at a, at a later time. But because it's a thing, the abs are a thing. And they went from Fabio to this. It's like it's like went from that one ideal man oh. that every man is to this. Oh yeah. Do we want to talk about the stubble? You know what? That's what we'll do. We'll do an episode all about the evolution of men on on romance covers. That's men, what we'll do. Men don't evolve. From, Fab <laughs> from Fabio to faceless man. We'll go all the way down the line. Fabio to faceless. The evolution of that'll, man. That'll be our next episode. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Where have we gone on this episode? We, yeah, We've taken it to day. a dark place. It's been a long day. Well, with that being said, all you out there, find your men. Heave some bosoms. Um... Read something better than this. <laughs> Read something better than this. I'm so sorry. Maybe somebody who likes romance novels wants to give this a shot and tell me if I really judged it harshly. I know I did. I Does he have a change of heart? Does she just fall in love with that dick pic and decide he's the one for her? It's not even his dick! <laughs> I've killed Mary. <laughs> I thought I mentioned that. No! <laughs> Not his dick. What? Bye, everybody. <laughs> I don't know what the logic there is. Is it is it false advertising or is it like I'm trying to get rid of you? Here's somebody else. <laughs> okay, so oh. this dude is white, by the way, and the dick pic is from his black friend. So it's really. Not Okay, this book is just trash. It's just solid trash. That's it. That's the bottom line of this book. So they've got the trash seal from us. Oh I'm literally God. crying oh right my now. God, this is 
this is a good point to end. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you so much for cracking another case with Mary and Jen. To learn more about Casing the Cover, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Casing the Cover. To contact us or suggest a book, email casingthecoverpod at gmail.com. New episodes of Casing the Cover release the second and fourth Tuesday on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher.